Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Scott Deluzio, who is an Army veteran and host of the Drive On podcast. Scott, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Thanks for coming on. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Yeah, so a little bit about myself. Um, so like you said, I, I served in the Army. I was in the Connecticut Army National Guard for about six years as an infantryman. Um, after um, When I was uh, in there, I was deployed to Afghanistan in 2010, uh, where my younger brother, he also was deployed to Afghanistan at the same time. Uh, different units, so we were in you know, a little bit different parts of the country, but, uh, uh, but we were there at the same time, um, which throws a lot of people off. They, they thought, you know, a lot, a lot of times uh, you, you can't do that. You know, after watching Saving Private Ryan, they, they thought that that's just a thing that people can't do anymore. But uh, that's not true. You, you definitely can. And uh, tragically, he was uh, killed in action. So that's, that's a big part of who I am and what I do. Um, I've uh, kind of dedicated a, a lot of my life in the years since then to helping out veterans and their families and providing resources and, and helping out um, you know, just making available things that maybe they didn't know. Uh, that's, that's what I do with my podcast, the Drive On podcast, where uh, we, we talk to other veterans with the issues that they uh, are facing and uh, talk about resources that are available to veterans. Um, because a lot of times veterans just think that the VA is the, the, the all and all solution to all of their problems. And uh, while the VA is great for a lot of things, it can't necessarily handle 100% of everything that you might be trying to uh, deal with. So, um, so we cover all these different options, and and it's really been uh, a blessing because I've been able to talk to so many different people uh, over the years uh, and and hear their stories, share their stories through my platform, and uh, get to hear all these different inspirational stories. And uh, so that that to me has just been uh, you know a blessing to be able to get on and with these people and, and share these stories. Uh, as far as uh, fun goes, I have uh, my wife and three kids at home and we got uh, two bulldog puppies and they, they occupy a lot of our time at, at home. Uh, we, we travel around, uh, checking out new things to do with our kids, um, you know, just exploring new places and stuff. And that, that's something that, um, you know, I've enjoyed doing because it gets, it allows me to see, my kids growing up and experiencing new things and, and uh, just experiencing life in, in ways that, um, you know, they, they're experiencing things for the very first time sometimes. And it's like, this is so cool to see their, their eyes light up when they uh, experience something new and, and everything. So, um, you know, it, that's, that's really uh, occupied a lot of my time. And, uh, but it's, it's really been a, a blessing to experience all of this. I love it. I love it. So spending a lot of time with the family and the puppies is kind of what yeah. fun. And with the drive on podcast, did you start that 
right after your brother passed away in combat or was there some time like tell us about the journey of the drive on podcast and kind of give us a sneak peek of the content yes sure so the podcast didn't start right away uh after my brother was killed and after so i got out of the army uh probably six nine months or so after he was killed uh maybe a little bit longer than that less than a year after he was killed and um after coming home from Afghanistan, several of the people that I served with started taking their lives. Uh, they were dealing with various issues at home, PTSD probably, and uh, you know some of them uh, we don't even know necessarily all the the things that they were going through. But um, I started realizing that it was more than just the people that I served with who were having these problems and. Um, you know, one obviously is just too many uh, to to lose this way, uh, especially when you get sent to a place where people literally want to kill you and you come home in one piece. And then you're in a place back home where people want nothing but the best for you. And we start losing people that just it didn't compute in my head. I, I was like, how can this how could this be? And so to me, that just was unacceptable. But I, I couldn't sit around waiting for another phone call like that. So um, after a little while, uh, this was about three years ago now, a little over three years ago, I said, enough is enough. I need to do something to not only help the people that I served with, because we're, we're super close while we were serving and everything like that. I, it broke my heart every time I heard someone had passed away that way. And um, But I also knew that it was prevalent throughout the military and the veteran community where people are just taking their lives at just unprecedented numbers. And uh, that also wasn't okay with me, whether I knew the person or not. It's like, my gosh, we, we aren't doing enough for these people. And how can I reach as many of these people as possible? And I told myself, okay, well, I'm going to start a podcast because it's free for the end user. You know, there's no cost barrier there. It's not like they have to sign up for a $50 a month course or something, you know, like there's no cost commitment to them. Um, as long as they have access to the internet, which these days, lots of people do, um, they, they should be able to access this, this content. And I wanted to focus on content that was going to help improve the lives of the, the veterans and their families and provide them with not only inspirational stories from other veterans, but provide them with resources that are available, which they may not know much about or even know that they exist at all. So um, so that was about three years ago, like I said. And when I started it, I didn't have a clue what I was doing as far as podcasting. I, I never hosted a podcast before that. Uh, I just knew about podcasts. I obviously I listened to podcasts and I knew about them, uh, but I didn't know how to produce a podcast or record it or anything like that. So I stumbled my way through the first few episodes. And if you go back and listen to it, I'm, I'm sure those don't have the best uh, sound quality and everything like that. But um, better yet, don't listen to those. Listen to some of the later episodes. I've, I've gotten way better over the years, um, although I am still learning things. Um, as as time went on, I started realizing just how much of an impact this was having on people. I was hearing stories from people who were like, you know, I needed to hear this yeah. like right now. I needed this message in my life right now. It was at the right time, right place, everything like that. Um, but, you know, kind of a, a glimpse into the content. Um, we talk about 
the things that some of the veterans who are on the show, uh, the things that they've done to conquer whatever issues that they were facing. So uh, for an example, I had a friend of mine come on and uh, he was struggling with PTSD and he found uh, art therapy through his local VA. And when he took his first class, learning how to paint and, and everything like that, he said he just kind of like got lost in the artwork. And this was just such a great thing for him to be able to just get lost in it and, and create this beautiful masterpiece, uh, you know, from, from nothing, essentially, you know, you've got a blank canvas and some paint and, and you just create something that otherwise is just sitting in your head. Like you can see what you want it to look like, but it's just sitting there and, and now you've created it. And he said it, the impact on his own mental health has just been uh, tremendous. He's, he's had such a huge uh, shift in his own mental health just from doing that. And again, that was through the VA. And some people don't even realize that stuff like that exists. And he, he shared his story and other veterans, myself included, because I didn't realize that, that this type of thing would have that much of an impact. Uh, I started picking up a paintbrush and I said, you know, let me give this a shot because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of dealing with some stuff too. Uh, let me, let me try this and see what happens. And worst case scenario, it sucks. And I just throw it away and it's not a big deal. It's just, you know, all I've lost is a, a few bucks on, uh, you know, a canvas and some paint and, and whatnot. But uh, at the end of the day, if it turns out to be really good, then great. Uh, this, this is even better. Right. So, um, so that that's the type of stuff that we talk about. We, we share the stories of other people's journeys, what they've gone through, what they've experienced and, and more importantly, how they've coped with the things that they've dealt with. Um, as far as the other resources that we, we talk uh, about on the show, um, we talk about alternative forms of therapy, like the art therapy, like I, I just mentioned, but there's other things like equestrian like therapy where people work with horses and, um, you know, actually a, a kind of funny story. Uh, the, the other day I was, I was out with my, my kids and we found a place that had a, a bunch of horses and my younger son, he went up calmly to the fence where the horses were. And he was, he's actually got to pet the horses. And my other two kids were kind of coming up behind and, um, they got excited when they rounded the corner and they saw the horses and they started running towards the horses. Well, horses are prey animals and they sense that kind of, uh, you know, attack mode, if you will. And they ran away from my, my two older kids. And that's exactly what happens with some of the, uh, the PTSD therapy that happens with horses is if you are in this amped up mode from your PTSD and you're not learning how to calm yourself down, the horses don't respond very well to you. And when you're in a relaxed state and you've, you've managed to calm yourself down, the horses will respond to you and they'll, they'll come right up to you and they'll, they'll interact with you. They'll respond to, you know, commands, whether it's, you know, if you're riding it or whatever, they'll, they'll res respond to those things. And that's something, you know, before I started doing this, I never even imagined that horses could play any sort of role in mental health treatment, but, but that it's, it's just one other thing that's available. And so we talk about all sorts of things like that. We talk about um, traditional uh, medicines and, and techniques and, and alternative approaches, uh, things like, like the horse therapy and, um, you know, occupational uh, type things like getting into a new career after the military and, and all sorts of things like that to, to help with all aspects uh, that 
people might be dealing with after they get out of the military, ultimately with the goal of uh, providing hope to the veterans and their families and loved ones uh, to let them know that they're not alone with whatever it is that they're going through and there, there is something better out there for them. Uh, they just need to know where to look. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. I think that is so powerful. So key. I've had a couple other people on the podcast and have talked with some people who are very serious about, um, you know, helping the veteran suicide rate go down. Like what, yeah. do you know the statistic? I think it's something like 20 a day or something like that. Yeah. I mean, the number fluctuates depending on what study that you look at. Uh, you know, the, the, I think the common number that people throw around is 22 a day, um, which if you look at that number and you look at the, the total number of uh, veteran suicides from the start of the Iraq and Afghanistan wars uh, to the end uh, uh, last year, and you look at the total number of combat uh, and even non-combat related deaths, uh, the suicide rate is exponentially higher. It is so much more. So we've lost more people to suicide than we did to combat uh, over in Iraq and Afghanistan. And that, that includes all sorts of things from gunshots to IEDs being blown up or uh, suicide bombers. That includes all of those types of things, um, all those things which are literally meant to kill people. Like th that, there's no other design for an IED other than to cause death and destruction and, and cause fear and panic in, in people. Um, th there's no other reason for those things. Um, and yet we come home and we have resources available, oftentimes underutilized resources. And we have people who are taking their own lives uh, one way or the other, it doesn't really matter how they do it. They, the end result is always the same. And they just maybe didn't even know that there was resources available, that they had this option to do something better with their lives, uh, to improve themselves. Uh, and they gave up, they, they lost hope. And so that's, that's what we want to do. We want to reduce this as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the next question is about your motivation. I feel like we've captured it and what you said, but if you want to elaborate on it, feel yeah. free. Well, it gets you up and keeps you going every day. Yeah. I mean, th this is a huge part of it uh, for me. Um, you know, after losing my brother uh, overseas in Afghanistan, um, I went into a pretty dark place myself uh, and I was not the, the easiest person to deal with. Uh, my, my wife, it, uh, you know, she's a saint for putting up with me. Um, my oldest son, he was just a, a baby at the time. Um, and I was not the best father that I could have been. I was not the best husband that I could have been. And um, I recognize just how easy it is to slip into being a 180, but from your former self after something tragic like this. Uh, and it doesn't have to be the loss of a loved one. It could be uh, you know, something that you might have experienced in combat on a deployment or whatever. And so what gets me up and going is, is helping other people. Honestly, it's get, getting out there and sharing messages of hope and courage and commitment to uh, something that's bigger than yourself, something yeah. that will uh, move the needle in somebody else's life uh, to to help them get over whatever it is that they're, they're dealing with. And I, and I don't mean to say getting over it, like I'll just suck it up and deal with it and get over it and forget about it. 
uh, because a lot of times with these traumatic incidents that that people are dealing with, you don't ever forget these things. You don't ever just make it disappear, right? Um, but you learn how to live with it, and you learn how to live with it without numbing the pain, without drinking it away or using drugs or, you know, other unhealthy coping mechanisms like that. You, you learn how to deal with it in a healthy way. And, uh, and, and so for me, that's, that is it. That's, that's the thing that keeps me going is, is if I know that every day I'm waking up and I'm helping one, at least one person, then I know I'm doing a good job. Um, and, and from what I've, I've, been able to tell i've been helping out more than one person a day so so things are, are moving in the right direction yeah yeah absolutely i love that well now we're going to jump into your dreams and goals what's your vision for the podcast and your life my, so my vision for the podcast is um i want to reach as many people as humanly possible with this podcast um you know i i don't I don't think I'll ever be, you know, Joe Rogan numbers as far as, uh, you know, listeners and stuff on, on my podcast, but Hey, if you stay consistent for 20 years, you never know. You never know. Right. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll get there, but, um, you know, if I can, that would be amazing. Um, but ultimately I think if I can help shift the mindset of, of people who are afraid to go and talk to someone. Uh, for their own mental health or for their own substance abuse or other issues that they're dealing with because they're afraid to that it's going to come off as weak or uh, like they're they're less of a man or less of a less of a person than they they should be because they're they're going to get help if I can change that attitude or or at least help to change that attitude amongst uh, especially the military military is very much a you know just suck it up man up and deal with it uh, kind of uh, yeah. attitude that, that people have there. Um, a lot of alpha type personalities where, where they're not going to be quite as willing to uh, ask for help, right? If I can help change that mindset, um, even just a little bit, um, it's going to help reduce that number, that 22 a day number that I was talking about before. And it's going to help, uh, honestly, it's going to help strengthen our military as well, because when you have someone who is operating at 80%, 70%, 60% of their full potential because they're dealing with mental health issues, they're dealing with issues at home, they're dealing with substance abuse, whatever it is that they're dealing with, they're not going to be the best soldier, the best leader, the best whatever that they could be. And you want them to be operating at their max uh, capacity. And so I, I like to equate this to uh, driving a car. Uh, if you're driving around in your car and it starts making this funky noise, clunking around and, and everything like that, you're going to bring it to a mechanic and no one's going to look at you like, oh my gosh, you're crazy. What, what would you do that for? Why are you bringing your car to a mechanic? Yeah. Right. And I feel like over the years, people have kind of stigmatized mental health, especially with like, why would you, are you nuts? Are you crazy? Why would you go talk to a therapist? Right. Uh, just deal with it. Just suck it up and deal with it, man. And, you know, that, that's just about as crazy as not taking your car to a mechanic and continuing to drive around it uh, with, with that car that's making that clunking noise, expecting the problem to just magically go away. If you don't deal with the problem, it's not going to go away. And 
if anything, it's going to get worse and you're going to end up with a car you can't drive. And, and that's the same thing with our, our own mental health. And if we continue to ignore the warning signs and the, the issues that we're dealing with, uh, that check engine light, if you will, uh, we're going we're gonna to end up having minds that just are not functioning at peak capacity. Um, and, and we're going to end up not being as strong of a, a leader or a mentor or whatever it is that you are, you're not going to be that strong uh, going forward. So it, it's very similar uh, to that. And so th- to me, that's, that's what I hope to uh, achieve with that is shifting that mindset uh, throughout the, the military and the veteran community so that we, we know it's okay to go and ask for help. And, and not only is it okay, but we should encourage other people, especially the leaders in the military. Um, we should lead by example and uh, periodically just go to the mental health counselors and, and get your uh, get your checkup, if you will, uh, and show that it's okay to, to your uh, younger soldiers who are, are looking up to you for direction and leadership. Um, so that way they know it's okay for them to get the help as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, we got to reach as many people as humanly possible and kind of shift that mindset of yeah. people who are afraid to go and talk to somebody to kind of people who are open to it and willing. Are there any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about? Uh, you know, I, I like to think that at some point, I'm going to be leaving this world better off than I found it. Um, you know, hopefully that's, that's, I think a lot of our, uh, you know, goals. Um, but through all these stories that I've shared on my podcast and through, uh, I've, I've written a book as well. It's called surviving son. And I've shared my own experiences. I've, I've shared other people's experiences. Um, you know, all of these stories are, important stories to be told. And the more we share the stories, the more we tell them, uh, the more of an impact it's going to have on other people. And that, that has kind of a ripple effect where if something like someone might be listening to this podcast today that, that we're recording and something that either you or I have said might just resonate with them and it improves their lives, even just in a smallest way. And they experience somebody else who is having a similar situation that they were going through and they share that same message with that person. And then that person shares that message with somebody else. Right. And so it has this ripple effect where over time, that one message, that one conversation that you and I are having today could years down the line affect somebody that we don't even know. We've never met them before. They may not even be born right now and they may be impacted by this message years and years down the line. And so um, you know, to me, the, the more messages that I can help share and spread, uh, I, I feel like it's going to end up leaving this world a, a better place than it was when I first entered it. Right. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a huge thing for me. There we go. There we go. I love it. I think what's even more beautiful about that is as you share the stories, um, you know, you start to get people's attention, like people start to consistently listen and as people consistently listen, you start to have a, um, a platform to impact them in other ways as well, which is what I think right. is so cool. Like not only will the ripple effect of sharing the stories happen, but um, say you want to, I know a couple guys who like, 
have this resort business and they like host resorts for people and then they host those resorts for veterans and they like have a nonprofit and a for-profit. The for-profit gets money from resorts and nonprofit hosts resorts for veterans as like a therapeutic type of thing. Sure. And, um, you know, partner your platform with stuff like that and getting you like it just starts growing and it starts growing and it starts growing. And the ripple effect happens in so many ways, businesses, nonprofits, people, shared stories. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, and the more things like that, so uh, the more things like that, that you can do, it's just going to expand your reach. It's going to expand the the good and the benefits that you're doing. Right. Um, you know, with this podcast uh, for years, I, I've been doing this, not making a penny. As a matter of fact, I, you know, you know, running a podcast, you, you there, there's costs involved and, and it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all been for me. That's all been out of pocket. I I've, I've not, um, you know, earned a penny from anything that I've done, uh, with it, uh, even through the sales of my book, I reinvest the sales of my book back into the, into the podcast. So that way I, I know it's going to continue to be funded, uh, through that. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have money, uh, that, I can use for things like the software that we use to record and for the equipment, you know, if the microphone busts or the, you know, cameras or whatever. Those monthly um, bills yeah. add up. <laughs> they do. They, they end up adding up. And, and so I, I gotta, gotta sell a lot more books, but um, <laughs> you know, but, but for me, if, if I have a way of making more money uh, that means then I have, I have some money to now uh, expand into other things that I can, I can invest in, in as far as uh, advertising to, to reach more people or uh, maybe coming up with uh, courses or other things that might help other people. Um, and it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't have to just be veterans because there's, there's other people who are not veterans who are dealing with PTSD, or they might be dealing with grief from the loss of a loved one or substance abuse or whatever. And, and so these things, uh, whether it's a workshop, kind of like what, what you were talking about with your, the people that you know, or, uh, you know, online course or whatever it happens to be, uh, you know, more money makes that type of thing possible. Um, you know, and, and so, uh, that's honestly, that that's a goal of mine in the future. Uh, it's not necessarily to get rich and retire off of, uh, you know, all of this stuff, but it, but without that, it makes it that much harder for, uh, for a content creator like this to, uh, continue doing what we're doing. And so, uh, so the, the more, uh, the more of that, that goes on, then the more good can be done with that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree. I'm, I'm currently in the process of that. Um, right now, like I've been running the podcast daily now for about nine ish months, eight to nine months. And it doesn't like, it takes a lot to make money off it of does. a podcast. <laughs> like, it does. Oh, it does. Yeah. Like, I think it's like the average ad is like $18 per thousand viewers yeah. to get your podcast to a thousand views consistently is so much work. Oh, it is. It <laughs> is so much, especially when I'm not like, I'm not even niched down. And so it's even harder. Or if you, if you like have a wide reach or a wide topic and it's not like, here's how to make six figures in the next two months, you know, it's like, right, right. it's not that. And it's actually an impactful thing. It takes a little bit to build and yeah. having a business or something to monetize it on the back end to build systems in place. So you can be consistent and have a, um, 
you know, you can just be consistent over the years as opposed to over the months, right? It yeah. helps a ton. So I completely agree with you having that business on the back end, whether it be courses or any sort of business to kind of monetize it is great. Yeah, and it really could be just about anything. Uh, you know, if, if you're waiting to rely on sponsors, you, you're probably going to be waiting for a while. You know, like you said, that $18 per thousand listeners, like that's, yeah. that's, that's not a whole lot of money, you know, so, so you need multiple thousands of, of listeners just to, to make a, a decent amount of money. And, um, you know, it, it takes a while to, to grow that kind of audience. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, typically the business on the back end is the move and typically yeah. that ends up being courses or coaching or consulting. Um, but it could be a veteran, um, a veteran, uh, retreat business that works too, you know, yeah, well, it certainly does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. We're gonna jump to the next question. Now, if there were one or two people on the planet that you could meet, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals. Who would they be and how would they help you? You know, uh, that, that's a good question. I, I've, I've thought about stuff like this before. Um, but one of the things that I always say is you never want to be the smartest person in the room uh, yeah. because you don't learn anything when you're the smartest person in the room. If, if everyone else is looking to you for whatever it is that, that you're, you have to offer, um, you're not going to grow yourself. So um, not saying that you have to be the, the dumbest person in the room either, but um, if, although you'll learn quite a bit, hopefully in, in that kind of room. Um, but that, to me, the type of person who I would like to be around is someone who has gotten to where I want to be uh, already. They've made mistakes along the way guaranteed if you've achieved anything worth achieving you've made some mistakes one way or the other and i would like to avoid as many of those mistakes as possible um not not that uh it's not good to make mistakes because you definitely learn from mistakes as as you go on but if i could have a mentor who has been there done that and can show me the best ways to do certain things so so that I can level up faster and get to where I want to be, uh, that would be ideal. Um, you know, having, and, and I don't have a specific name in mind of, of who this person is, but, um, you know, it could, it could be groups of people um, who, uh, who have made a meaningful impact in the world uh, over the years. And they've, they've done things and I'm sure they've tried things and it didn't work for them. And so they said, okay, well, let's scrap that idea for now and let's try something else until they found the thing that does work. And once when you get into that flow and that uh, you get that, uh, that system running and operating uh, once when you get that going, there's, there's no stopping you because you're, you are changing things and you're making a difference in the world. Yeah. And so I'd, I'd love to be in uh, love to be in the room with, with people who, definitely are smarter than me. There we go. I love it. And now we're going to jump into our thriving three. What's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Um, let's see. I would have to say, and just pick one, one for each or just one? Just one. Just one. Okay. Um, my, my favorite podcast 
um, I think would have to be the the Jocko uh, podcast. Um, he's had a lot of different guests, um, and they're for people who aren't familiar with his podcast. Uh, you know, I don't know what rock people might be living under, <laughs> but but he he's a uh, uh, a Navy SEAL and or a former Navy SEAL, and he has guests from. Uh, all different walks of life, uh, from military to, uh, you know, different leaders in business and, and things like that. And so he has a lot of different people on his podcast and his podcast is really focused on leadership. And, um, you know, a lot of times when people think of leadership, they think of this authoritarian kind of person who's cracking the whip and making sure people are getting their job done and, and kind of stuff like that. But um, really, his his thing with with leadership is uh, respecting people and making sure that um, that when you are uh, leading somebody you you aren't telling them how to do things you're you're leading them to come up with the answer on their own so that way they feel like they've come to this conclusion uh, by themselves um, and. Uh, just hearing some of the stories that he shares on the podcast, um, some of the the leadership examples and and other stories that he has to share, um, just is inspirational, and it, it's helped me in my own life. Um, you know, even even being a, a better father, like learning how to be a better parent to my kids. You know, that's a form of leadership, right? Um, you know, it's it's helped me in in my business and it's helped me in my personal life. It's, it's helped me all around just become a, a better person. So that, that to me, I think has had uh, a lot of uh, meaning and impact uh, on me. There we go. I love it. The Jocko is a long form podcast, right? Like the show. It is. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they are, they are certainly long, long podcast episodes. Um, I, I think there's one I was listening to and, and I looked at it and I was like, okay, my eyes must be, playing tricks on me because it says six hours like what the heck is going on here right like no way is it six hours turns out yeah no it was um you know uh, six hours and and the thing that that surprised me is that it wasn't just a lot of filler content of just babbling and rambling about nothing nonsense kind of stuff it was packed with useful stuff and at at first i was like there's no way i know (laughs) I mean, they could have they could have printed out the transcript, slapped a cover on it, and boom, that would have been your bestseller yeah. on Amazon the next day, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So. Wow, that is epic. That is, yeah. I'll have to listen to that podcast, maybe get some tips for my own podcast. I'm always on the lookout for really good questions, and I'm sure he has some. So. Oh my god, he's he's an incredible host on the on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Um, I like to make sure that, uh, I get some personal time just to myself. Um, my wife and I have worked out this routine where, uh, in the mornings we, we like to go either for a walk or a run or do some sort of exercise. Right. Um, and, and that's part of the taking care of myself as well. But, um, a big part of it is just having time to myself to not worry about taking care of the kids or, cleaning up a mess in the house or, or anything like that. Just time to myself. I can clear my mind. I can just think about whatever it is that I need to think about. Um, could be stuff that I have going on at work, stuff that I'm, I'm 
trying to get done later on in the day or whatever it is. It's just something I, I am going to need to think about. Um, uh, but, or I could just think about nothing at all and just clear my mind completely. Um, and so my wife and I have worked out this routine where uh, every other day, uh, either her or I uh, just gets out of the house and we go and exercise. We go for a walk, we go for a run, we, uh, whatever it is that we want to do, we just go and do. And you guys do it together? A half hour. No. So, so she'll, she'll take one day because we, we do have young kids at home. So, so one of us has got to stay around. So one day she'll, she'll go out like today, she might go out uh, and she'll go for her run and tomorrow I'll go for mine. And then the next day she'll go for hers and then I'll go for mine the, the day after. And, and so we just back and forth and that allows us both to have an equal amount of time to ourselves. Uh, we're not constantly uh, in demand where we're constantly having to be the the parent who's on, if you will, who's, yeah. who's got to, uh, you know, help out the kids or, you know, anything like that. And they're, they're starting to get a little bit older so that it's, that's less of an issue, but especially when, when our kids were younger, um, you know, we, we definitely needed to have somebody around all the time. Um, but it, it's just good for our, our own kind of sanity to uh, have a little bit of alone time, just to clear our minds, do what we need to do, um, and then we can come back and we're, we're back and we're refreshed. We're recharged. We're, we're ready to, uh, just get jumped right back into the swing of things. And, and I think that's, that's important for anybody is to just be able to, uh, be present. And if you are, um, if you're constantly on hundred percent of the time with whoever it is in your life, uh, no matter how much you love them, and I don't get me wrong, I completely love my kids. I completely love my wife. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't trade them for anything. But sometimes you just need some time alone, and yeah. like that's not selfish. That's okay. That's part of your self care. That's part of your your uh, you know routine that that should be built in so that you can uh, so that you can be the best you, whoever that you is. If it's a father or a mother or a you know, whatever, a spouse, so that you could just be the best version of yourself for whoever it is that you care for. Um, kind of just recharges the batteries a bit. Yeah, no, for sure. It's actually selfish not to do that. Yeah, it is because, because then you end up getting crabby and grouchy and exactly. you're, you're just not that type of person that you would want to be. Um, and I've, I've experienced this in my own life where, where I was, not dealing with things very well. And I was kind of a jerk to be around. And uh, it wasn't until I started getting the help that I needed that I started turning things around. And, and so it was selfish of me to not take care of myself. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. What is one action step you could take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet that mentor who has already accomplished what you want to? Um, you know, I, one thing that I have found in uh, my professional career is stepping outside of your comfort zone. For me, crowds, large like conferences and gatherings and things like that, totally not comfortable for me. That's not my my sweet spot. That's not where I am, uh, where I'm comfortable, right? But I found that some of the best relationships that I've ever had. Um, have come from stepping out of that comfort zone and getting to uh, meet some people that I wouldn't or, uh, otherwise have met 
had I not gone out and sought these opportunities out. So uh, in my, my professional life, there, there's conferences and they take place all around the country. Um, at first, I was like, absolutely not. I'm not going to these things. I don't care because I'm just going to end up sitting there, not talking to anybody, whatever. Um, after I started going to these things, I, I started meeting people. I started making connections and uh, it just helped me find people who, uh, while I didn't necessarily change my business or my uh, uh, professional relationships necessarily overnight, uh, over time, you start to get to know people and then eventually you can help make connections with other people and they can make connections with you. And, and eventually people just start to organically kind of help each other out when you start making these connections and having this network. So um, to me, I think networking is a huge thing. Um, you know, if, if you're not on somebody's radar, you're not, they're not going to actively seek you out to get you on their radar. Um, if, if you, they're not on your radar and you're not actively seeking them out, you're not going to just magically come across these people. So, you know, getting out and meeting people at, uh, you know, whether it's a conference or a, a networking event or, or whatever it happens to be, uh, is, uh, I, I think, to me, the, the best way to, uh, to make those connections and have the best chance of meeting the people that you want to meet to have that impact going forward. I agree. Networking is key. In yeah. fact... I think it's about the only thing you have to do because <laughs> when, it, when it comes down to it, I mean, the actions of doing something very simple, like you can learn sales, you can learn marketing, you can learn podcasting. And then it's just a skill that you kind of have to do every day. Yeah. Then what you need is the resources to put a deal, to put a company together that can actually go and impact people. Like you can't do it all by yourself. And if you network, people will have agencies, people will have businesses, they'll have friends, they'll have partners that can outsource and do all this stuff. And you'll put a business together in five minutes and be like, oh, and all I have to do is spend 10 hours hopping on sales calls a week. Like that's it. Right. <laughs> right. And it's, it's really cool how creative entrepreneurs can get. And when you get around them, your mind just gets blown over and over and over again. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and essentially an entrepreneur is uh, finding a creative solution to a problem exactly. and making money off of it. And, and I, I mean, that's, yeah, that's it. That's, that's great. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? You're getting paid for your, your, your time and your commitment and your ideas and your resources, energy, whatever it is that you're putting into it. Um, and that's, it's a beautiful thing if you think about it. Oh yeah. Without entrepreneurs, very little would happen. Right, right. <laughs> awesome. Well, now we're going to jump into our last series of questions. So it requires a, um, a bit of pretext, and I didn't send them beforehand. So you can say, okay. I don't know, and that's fine. Cool. So a lot of people have come on the podcast, and they've said that the catalyst that helps people change from having a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, and not willing to accept change, to having a growth mindset, being willing to accept help, and being willing to accept change the catalyst that helps people make that switch is a personal choice that happens after either extreme inspiration or extreme desperation. Do you agree, disagree, have anything to add or subtract? I agree with, uh, with that completely um, because it, it can be both uh, extreme inspiration or extreme desperation. And uh, that is, I mean, that's a beautiful way of putting it. Uh, that's why I do what I do with my podcast because I'm, hopeful that the guests that I have on will provide some of that inspiration 
to people. So that way, if you're you're in this dark place and you're 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 having trouble finding your way out of this, yeah. um, if you hear this message uh, from somebody on my my show, or let's face it, there's other shows like mine. Okay, there's there's other ones out there, and uh, personally, I don't look at them as competitors. I look at them as you know, kind of like coworkers. We're all we're all trying to achieve the same goal. Exactly. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've had a lot of them on my podcast to share their uh, their show with my network because I may not have all the answers. They may have a better answer than I do. And if you can find it there, please by all means go check it out. Um, and so uh, that's that to me is is huge because I, I want to inspire people. Uh, and and show them that there is something better for them. Um, and uh, w- very often, some of those people are coming from a place, like you said, of extreme desperation. They don't know where else to turn. They they feel like they've tried everything. They uh, maybe went to the VA and they uh, went through all the different treatment options that the VA has to offer, and none of them seem to be moving the needle for them. And and they're still struggling. They're still suffering. And they're at that point where they're, they're at their wits end and they don't know what else to do. And without some sort of hope or inspiration, they may choose the wrong path. Right. And so, um, but it is a personal choice. You you have to make that choice to get better at wh- whatever it is, uh, whatever it is that you're, you're dealing with, you have to make a choice yeah. to get better. It's not going to just happen overnight for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Which takes us perfectly to our next question. Given the same amount of extreme inspiration or extreme desperation, why do you think some people make the choice to change and others don't? I think a big part of that is something that's bigger than the person themselves. So, uh, you know, we talked about how my family is a big part of my life. Um, You know, if it wasn't for my wife and my kids, I don't know that I would necessarily have a reason to change my uh, outlook on life way back when, right? Um, Like who cares if I'm grumpy and angry, I'm, I'm alone anyways. And so what difference does it make? Right. And so I found that looking to something bigger than myself, my family, right. Uh, That was a huge reason for me to make a change in my own life so that I wasn't a jerk to my wife. I wasn't a terrible father to my kids and, and things like that. Right. So, um, I I think if you can find something bigger than yourself and it doesn't have to be family, because I I understand that not everybody has the perfect family life, you know, with, you know, nice, happy family to come home to and everything like that. It doesn't have to be that, um, you could be doing things to serve people in your community. Um, that, that could be the thing that is helping you right? Because if you go and help out at a a soup kitchen or a homeless shelter or something like that, and and those are just two examples that popped up top of my head, but I'm sure there's plenty of other examples of things that you can do to help people. Um, Volunteering at a a VA uh, hospital to to just spend some time with the veterans who are are there who maybe don't have family of their own. Um, you're, You're now serving someone who or something that's bigger than yourself. Yeah. Uh, it's, you're not, you're not just doing this for you. You're, you're doing this for other people. Now, now look at it. There's other people who are relying on you. If you're not there, 
their day is going to be just as crappy as it was, uh, you know, had you not shown up. And, and when you do show up, their day gets a little bit better. And so you are, have something now to live for, to, to push for, to get better for. Um, you know, the more time you spend with people, um, the, the more you're going to want to be better at whatever it is that you're doing with those people. And so you might, uh, you might actually start to learn more about how uh, you can be better at whatever it is that you're doing. And, and so, um, you know, that, that kind of thing is what I think will uh, drive you to, to get better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, some people need a small amount of inspiration or desperation to change and others need a larger, more consistent amount. Yep. What do you think establishes that threshold and can it be influenced? Well, that's a, that's an interesting question. I think it, it definitely, like you said, it definitely does vary person to person. Um, some people, um, some people might just have that aha moment where they are like, I all of a sudden see the errors in my ways. And I don't, I don't want to be this type of person. It's kind of like, uh, if you got something on your face, you know, after, after you're done eating and then you walk by a mirror and it's like, Oh my God, I've been walking around looking like a, like a fool for all this time. Right. And yeah. then you clean it off. Right. It's, it's like, you, you kind of need that sudden realization that, Oh my gosh, what I'm doing is making me look like an idiot. Uh, it, it might feel good to lash out and, and be angry at certain things at certain times or whatever, but I look like a damn fool yep. for doing it. And so that could, it could be something as, as simple as that, where, where you, you get a reflection of yourself. Uh, and, and as an example, um, when I got back from Afghanistan, I, I had some anger issues and I used to do this thing where I would like grit my teeth whenever I would get mad or frustrated or whatever. And I saw my young son and he was maybe two years old at the time. And I saw him frustrated with something, something small and insignificant really in, in the grand scheme of things, but he was frustrated nonetheless. And he was doing the same thing that I was doing. He was kind of gritting his teeth and he, he had that angry look on his face. And I was like, holy crap, that's ugly. I, that, that's me. I'm, I'm looking in a mirror, looking at little version of me because yeah. I mean, any kid, they only know what they know because of the environment that they're in, the, the parents that they grew up with or, or whoever the caretakers are that, that are looking after them. Right. And he learned that from me. And I was like, well, that's got to come to an end, like right now, like that, that's no way am I going to allow that to continue because I do not want this kid to grow up having the same crappy attitude like I'm having uh, because I'm not dealing with what myself correctly. And so that was my look in the mirror moment where I, I realized I had, I had something on my face. That I had to clean off. Right. I had to, I had to do something to change that. And so that's, that's when I had that for me, that aha moment, like let's, let's do something and make a change because this is not going to end up well for him, for my family. It's not, it's just not going to be good. Yeah. So let's do something and make that change. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think there's, there's that, uh, there may also be other situations where you, you may have someone who is really close to you or who you really respect who comes to you and is like, dude, you're, you're acting like an ass, man. Like, yeah. this is awful. 
And now you're embarrassed. It's like, oh my God, there's this person that I respect. Maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a neighbor, or, uh, you know, someone from church or whoever, right? Um, and you're like, oh, now, now I'm just flat out embarrassed. Like, what have I been doing all this time to make this person come to me and say what they said, right? And, you know, at that point, you, you have this realization that something just needs to change. And, um, you know, whatever, whatever the spark is, um, some people, it, it may be a quick uh, snapshot in time where they realize, yeah, something needs to change. Other people, it may, may take time. Um, it may be over a period of weeks or months or years even where people are constantly telling them, hey, man, you're, you're drinking too much. You're, you're drinking too much. Like, what are you, what are you doing with yourself? Why, why are you keep, keep on doing this to yourself? Over years and years, maybe that, that starts to, to change things for them in, in their mind. But, um, you know, I, I, I think it really does depend on the person. But for me, that, that's my own personal example of, uh, you know, how I, how I saw myself through my son. And I was like, no way, no way is this going to continue. Yeah, I like that. I like that answer a lot. Got one last question for you. For this question, keep in mind a person with a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, not willing to accept change. In Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the four laws of changing your behavior. And the laws are to make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. With that context in mind, and the avatar I just told you to kind of keep in your head, how can we, you and I, create an environment that makes it more obvious, more attractive, more easy, and more satisfying for that person that avatar to make the choice that will change their life. So I think part of that is what I mentioned earlier about how ultimately I would like to help change the uh, stigma around mental health, right? Yeah. Where, where if, if we make it so that it's ex socially acceptable for people to go and get help, talk to uh, mental health counselors or whatever, if, if we make it so that it's, one less hurdle in the way, right? Where, where now I don't have to worry about what my coworkers or my peers are going to think of me for going and get this kind of help. Then that, that's one less obstacle in the way. And it allows that person to make a change without the stigma associated with it. So, um, you know, I, I think one thing is just removing those obstacles and, and trying to make that um, make the mentality surrounding uh, whatever change that you're trying to make, make it be a more positive thing. Yeah. So, so, you know, when someone who gets cancer, uh, they, they go to the doctor, they get the chemo treatments or whatever the treatments are that they, they need. And when they are recovered from cancer, it's something worth celebrating, right? And when you have someone with a mental health condition, whatever the condition is, doesn't matter. And they're dealing with it in a healthy way. That's something that's also worth celebrating. Absolutely. Uh, you know, not, not to say that, you know, your whatever the condition is, is just going to be erased overnight. That's not how these things work. But, you know, when, when you go and get the help, that should be celebrated just as much as a person who recovers from cancer or uh, from a, you know, whatever surgery or whatever it is that they're dealing with, like, why don't we celebrate these things the same way and just make it that much easier for people to go and get the help that they need?
Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. Erasing the stigma around mental health and then almost creating an incentive or a pool towards dealing with it properly. I think if you can both remove that barrier and then I'm thinking of like Super Mario Kart where you hit the arrow and you get a boost. Yeah. If we could create that for like, whoa, it's like a party when you go get help, you know, right? like an incentive. That's a pool. So I really like that. Yeah, that's absolutely a great example. I think that's awesome. Awesome. Well, Scott, that's all we have for you. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? You know what? I I just, I really appreciate this opportunity to come on. I love the questions. I love the conversation and uh, the ability to share with your audience kind of a little bit about myself and my background. So I I just, I wanted to thank you and uh, you know, for this opportunity to come on your show and and share this uh, with you and, and the audience. Of course not. We appreciate you coming on. And um, yeah, if you guys are listening to this and you love what Scott had to say, make sure to go check out his podcast. It will be linked down in the show notes, either his podcast or his website, whichever one he prefers. As we always ask, go ahead and shoot this podcast over to one to three people. You know, were you going to say something? No. Oh, go ahead and shoot this podcast over to one to three people, you know, need to hear this message. Give us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.